0: Hey, what's up? I'm Steve. And
1: uh, this is Andy.
0: And this is Steve and Andy meet Batman Season 3. I ride the train to work
1: it's the beginning day. of the season, but we're kind of starting with a special this time as opposed to a review of a classic Batman episode. Yeah,
0: so it's been, it's been a while since we've uh, done a, any kind of podcast at all. There's been a lot of talk about continu- you know, continuing the show. But, yeah.
1: uh lots of rumors. Going around about what's happening. Uh, it's been what, what was the last episode? It's
0: it's it's been a good while. I think it's.
1: I think it's been more than a year, right?
0: It's been about a year, and, you know, not only have there been rumors, there've been just constant requests. I, I mean, maybe I should just read some uh, some of the email we've got. Yeah, I think you should. This is um... we got this you know, th- actually <laughs> about last uh, Easter from a fan called Calvin Neff, who says, uh, Dear Steve and Andy, I love your podcast, but you should do a Steve and Andy meet the Easter Bunny. Uh, P.S. You guys rock my world. <laughs> and uh, it says your biggest fan, Calvin Neff, He he's 11 years old.
1: That's a, that's, that's a nice letter to get, I think. I was going to say, we need to work on meeting the Easter Bunny.
0: I know, if we could meet the Easter Bunny, we would, Calvin, but I think it's it's not that easy to do.
1: No. Meeting Batman's much easier. We're <laughs> Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess we should talk about where we've been. We kind of had a mysterious disappearance. There was really no end to this. our second season. We had, I think, one episode in what we were calling the second season, and then...
1: I think so. We recorded another one, but it's...
0: That's a lost episode. I've lost been ep- looking at right. it. lost episode. That is... Uh, that might sh- turn up God knows when, never, who knows, so... You never know. Yeah, but here we are back, and this episode, we actually have a special guest on the show later, uh, his name is Jim
1: Beard. He's the uh, editor of Gotham City 14 Miles, which is a collection of 14 essays dealing with the 1960s Batman television series.
0: And that's uh, this book just came out in December of 2010. And it's that's, that's it's quite a feat to get 14 people who would actually all r- sit down and write an essay about uh, a show that's over really over 50 years old now. Yeah, yeah, no it's true. Or, or not 50 years old, already approaching 50 years old, yeah. But Jim Jim did it. He sat down and he he did it. He, he got has, all these people together.
1: Yeah, he is the mind behind the madness.
0: <laughs> so we're going to be calling Jim later. I don't know if he's going to be ready for us, but uh I don't know if we'll be ready for him that's that's true that's true jim beard um of the toledo free press he's a writer for the toledo free press and he he edited this book
1: and he's also so, a batman he, fanatic obviously what if he doesn't even like batman
0: he just, he just likes essays so now actually i think the last time we left off i was still in indiana and, yes and uh but now i've i graduated from purdue and i have moved to austin texas so it's very nice here actually it's
1: What's 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 it what's going on in Austin, Texas? Right you know,
0: uh, lots of stuff. I went to the Austin Comic Book Convention and I saw um, I saw uh, Bert Ward and Adam West. They were there.
1: How were they? Did they know you? Did they? Oh, from Steve and Andy Meet Batman.
0: No, they, I think they were there to see me.
1: Oh, like, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, Austin's great. I really like it here. It's nice and warm all the time. Sometimes too
1: hot, but you know. Yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah, so that's what I've been up to, basically. That's what you, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: still still up in Columbus, Ohio, still at the Ohio State University.
0: Yep, how's Uh, that going for you?
1: It's going, you know, I've almost almost finished here and see what happens next. Whatever happens next, I'm assuming Steve and Andy will continue.
0: Yeah, so this, I I think, you know, this podcast can never end because it's a remote podcast, and no matter where we go... I mean, still it can be, still be. It, yeah. it, it's still able to have, and we can call people like Jim. Maybe we'll call uh, our friend Paul again. I, I apparently maybe. still have his number here
1: on, on Skype, so maybe we'll. Well, he would love it. He would be surprised. <laughs> a mysterious when... call. Doesn't he listen to our show in the in a dark room?
0: Didn't he say he listened to it in the bathtub or something like that? Like when he's getting
1: Steve. Maybe. some, I, for, some I
0: don't reason, know.
1: for some reason I remember him saying that he just sits in a dark room and listens to the show.
0: Maybe he turn. It's in a dark bathroom.
1: That's true. That
0: could be it. Well, maybe, Paul, if you're listening, we might call you again. I, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, right? I, I doubt it. So that's, I guess that's what's been going on with us. It's kind of not too much in the last year. I mean, besides me not moving, really. Really, I mean, really like yeah. too big.
1: Uh, Just busy with daily life.
0: Yeah, I know. This, I mean, this show takes a lot of time. We, want, we don't want to put out a MediaCore product, really. We want this to be of the finest quality.
1: Yeah, we want this to be. I don't. I don't even know the the Citizen Kane of podcasts. It, I've, it's been called that. It has been.
0: By uh, I think uh, our friend Calvin said that. Was that his yes.
1: name? Calvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said Calvin called. Calvin called it, and and surprisingly enough, Orson Welles did. He returned from the dead, <laughs> listened to a couple episodes, and said, "This is the Citizen Kane of podcasts," and then he died again. <laughs> So, uh, that th-
0: yeah, not much has been going on with us. We've just been working very hard to get this back on track, and I think it's going
1: to be better. It's taken track. us 18 months to get Jim Beard ready to do this show. he <laughs> so, uh, we was on hiatus when he told us that he was going to do a book, and we're like, well, we're, our next episode, we'll interview you when you're done with this book. <laughs> and it just took him 18 18- – so don't blame us. Blame Jim Beard. Uh, and a lot has happened in that in that
0: time in the uh, Batman world too. There's uh, announcements about the uh, new movie. Yes, yeah, Dark Knight Rises, right? Is that yeah. What called? do you What do you Dark... think about that? Some of the casting uh, uh, choices. Well, and I'm talking about Morgan Freeman too <laughs> when I say the casting choices. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bane and Catwoman are not my favorite Batman villains. Yeah. So, I was a little disappointed in that, but I assume he knows what he's doing. And I still hear rumors that Hugo Strange will be in it, so.
0: So, Bane is going to be interesting, right? For well, obviously be kind of
1: different than he is in the Yeah.
0: Movie. But what do you think? The I comics. mean, Tom Hardy, did you like uh, I like Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah. I like Tom Hardy, so.
0: Did you like and, him in, uh, in, in Inception?
1: Yes, I thought he was good in that. What know? did
0: you think of Inception, too, by the way? I
1: enjoyed it. I thought it was a... Uh, a, a very good film. Yeah, it A nice was. science fiction film. Yeah.
0: All right. Are you ready to call Jim and and uh, you ready to uh, chat with Jim? Uh, yeah, I think I am. All right. Are you? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We are on the line with Jim Beard from uh, Toledo, Ohio. He is a comic book writer and journalist. Uh, Jim. Recently, wrote and published a book in December 2010 called Gotham City 14 Miles. Uh, it's called 14 Essays on Why the 1960s Batman TVC Series Matters. Uh, Jim is the editor. He also wrote one of the essays. Yeah, so we have Jim here with us to talk a little bit about, a little bit about the book.
2: Great to be here.
0: So, Jim, how was your day so far? How are things in Toledo?
2: Oh, um, it's... Uh, it's um... People are are gearing up for a big snow. Uh, supposedly, we're supposed to get hit in a couple of days with a quote-unquote near blizzard. Um, but um, my my outlook on it all is is uh, to paraphrase um, Shakespeare: "Kill all the meteorologists." A... Yeah, as I like to say to my wife all the time, that uh, me- meteorologist is another uh, word for liar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here I'm saying this and we're probably going to get dumped on, but uh that's okay cuz then I'll I'll just sit inside and and watch Batman.
0: <laughs> that sounds yeah, that sounds like That yeah. sounds perfect Good to me, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So you know Andy is in Columbus and I'm actually in uh Austin, Texas. So Andy is he's probably going to get the snow there with you, I guess.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean that that very well um could happen. We've we've been really lucky right here where where I'm at. Um, that we haven't really been hit hard at all. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, you know, our our number could be up. Who who knows?
0: So Jim, tell us how um, what what got you interested in the show first of all, and, and in Batman in general. When did you get interested?
2: Um, and I talk about this in the introduction uh, to my book. Um, literally, uh, the first recorded uh moment of my interest in Batman was at 14 months old wow um i was i was 8 months old when the show came out in january of 66 and i'm sure i probably watched it you know mm-hmm. um my, my dad uh was a big comic book fan pulp fan Popular culture fan, and he he really passed that down uh, to me i 'm sure it was probably on in the house, but at fourteen months old, my mother made a note in uh, my baby book, and i don 't know this is kind of an old fashioned thing i don 't even know if they do this anymore. They used to keep these books, yeah, it yeah. was a record of everything that the kid you know did at fourteen months old. She wrote under like the activities um, dances to Record Batman. <laughs> and and I just love that. I mean, I I treasure that so much because it it really shows that even at that young age, you know, that I I knew quality when when I <laughs> when right. I heard it, and, and I was swept along in the craze just like uh, everybody else. Um, so that's really cool to me. Um, I I discovered that show most likely before I even knew of the the character in the comic book okay. you know okay, um yeah I, I mean you know there were batman comics around the house um w- when i was growing up and then uh, um at some point i got my own um but um i'm i'm pretty sure that i probably encountered that show you know before the actual uh, you know uh source material um it just you know it's it's so much a part of me right now that it's hard to to kind of distance it and, and look at it and examine it and, and try to figure out, you know, what it is about it. And it was probably a good thing that I discovered it at such a young age um, because I've absorbed it into myself, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, It wasn't like a conscious kind of a thought. I grew up with it like so many other, you know, people my age and, and even younger, too, um, that literally, you know, we grew up with it. And the cool thing also about that to me is, is that it, I don't distinguish it from any other version of Batman. Okay. Um I know that there you know there there are younger people and sometimes even people the same age who 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 can't help but you know set it to the side um you know like that but to me it, it's just another face of the character and like so many classic heroes of legend and, and mythology and everything that, that they have all different facets of themselves. Batman's the same way, you know? Um, and I, that's probably why he's a legendary character, you know, to this day.
0: So for you, it's, it's, are, What do you, what are your feelings about, I mean, the re, kind of the renewed interest in Batman now after the dark Knight and, uh, Batman begins,
2: in in the Adam West Batman,
0: you mean? Or just in Batman in general. Oh, I think he's more popular oh, than ever, right? Oh, uh,
2: this is a fantastic time. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. this is this is an incredible time and listen, um you know, I know Grant Morrison tends to be a controversial figure and probably, you know, with good reason to uh to be, but you know, I, I love what's going on right now. Um I, I'm a person who who's comfortable with uh the current Batman, I guess, you know, the quote-unquote modern Batman and, and, you know, the 60s Batman, Um, I think Grant's doing this really incredible thing where he has finally, to me, folded the Adam West Batman or or the new-look Batman of 1964, that whole thing. He's folded it into the greater you know, vision of of the Dark Knight Batman. Um, and and he's, I think he's basically showing all of us right now that they can exist side by side and that it can be really fun. You know, um, I don't mind the angst-ridden Batman at all. I mean, yeah. I grew up with that. I grew up with that, too, you know. Um, the incredible thing is, is that that is really a product of the 70s. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. that I think they think that before 1966, that Batman was, you know, uh, 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 um, sad about the, you know, death of his parents and and distanced himself from everybody and all that. That's pretty much baloney. Um, it's um, it's really, you know, about 1970 with the O'Neill and Adams Batman, and then and then going forward from that, that that he, that he's that uh, dark, you know, figure. Um, now not even in 1939. Was he like that? And that's one of the things that I examined in my own essay. And I was really amazed. I went back and I took the original 11 stories before Robin comes into it. Batman had 11 stories all to himself. Robin comes in in 1940. And I took those stories and I put them side by side with the Adam West Batman and tried to draw... You know a uh, comparison compare and contrast kind of a thing, and it's amazing how many similarities there are um that's not a dark Batman; he runs around at night, but he he you know cracks wise while he's you know cracking jaws and and, and stuff like that. you know I mean he does the bat climbs, he does the amazing, ridiculously impossible escapes, yeah, and all that kind of stuff it It's all there um the one of the big differences is is that he is very much not working with the police, whereas of course the adam West you know is is the police best friend um sometimes he's he is their worst enemy as far as he shows them up all the time um but um but you know getting back to um this this renewed interest in Batman. I'm so glad for it, you know. I mean, this is, I think, Batmania three. If I'm not, if I'm counting correctly, Batmania one, being in the 60s, Batmania two, being around 1989 when the Michael Keaton movie came out, and now, you know, Batmania three, um, with with the return of, of Bruce Wayne, and and I just, I just love it. You know, Batman's on top again, where where, where he should be. And I think all these different eras are being, you know, um, embraced now. Um, look at um, Batman: the, the Brave and the Bold, the cartoon. You, you can't find a bigger love letter to that '60s show than that cartoon, you know. But but it's also got the serious kind of Batman going on in it too. So th- that's that's where I would I would point to that and to what Grant Morrison is doing in Batman Incorporated and, and say, you know people we you can you can you can accept the adam west batman into your heart
0: (laughs) (laughs) how did you start or how did you get the idea to do this collection of essays what how did that come about
2: you know it's something that i wanted to do for a while um there's very very few um books and and really products that are you know directly from the tv show Mm -hmm. um even at the time of the show there was very little that was drawn from the show there was a lot of batman product but very little of it used images from the show um you'll you'll find very little uh stuff that actually had adam Burt wards images on it at that time and um uh, to to me there just wasn't enough stuff uh, you know enough enough wasn't being said about it good or bad um most mostly, there wasn't enough good being you know said about it and um i I met um the two guys that run Secwart, which is the publisher of Gotham city fourteen miles and um i I met them in February of o nine at the New York comic Con a, a friend of mine, my co writer Keith Dallas, introduced me to these guys and you know they had had i don't know it was like four maybe five books out at that time. And I was, you know, impressed by, by talking to them, and uh, they seemed like they loved the the medium, you know, they loved what they were do- doing, and they were excited about it. And they really wanted to have some really great books that really discussed, you know, the subject matter. And went, I went home from that convention, and somewhere, at some point, the two things kind of merged in my mind this idea of doing a book about the show and oh my god is this the publisher maybe these are the guys you know that can help me make this dream come true and it really was you know a dream um and i pitched the idea to them um and uh, interestingly enough the, it wasn't exactly what they did Um, You know, they were much more focused on comic books, although they had a book that was, um, they taught, they had a book about the X-Men movies, but comparing them to the X-Men comics, and then they had one about Batman Begins, but what I was uh, pitching to them was much more about the, you know, the show, the actual, you know, television um, world, and uh, they said, we love this idea. We love the show, and we think you can do it. Um, try to as much as possible, tie it into the, the comics work so that they can maintain their mission. And, and they said, and don't go overboard you know, in your praise of it. It needs to be a balanced discussion. And I said, "Great." I said, I think that's going to be even more interesting if we get you know some criticism in there along with the, "Hey, isn't this cool?" Um and um I started you know uh, uh putting together some themes that I wanted to talk about. They were really great about that. They said this is a great you know list of essays and um it it just went it went from there uh that was like April two thousand and nine when we started and um then the book was published uh just uh last month. The book
0: is called Fourteen Essays on Why the 1960s uh, Batman TV series matters what what is yeah. one reason that it that it still matters
2: oh um, okay just right off the top of my head it, it saved Batman yeah um, there's a lot of evidence that points to um, the character literally being saved uh, by by that TV show and I, I you know um i think a lot of people are going to be surprised by that and some people you know won't and and i think a lot of people have heard this before but it seems to be true um we we looked at the numbers uh of uh the sales on batman comics in the 60s and and they weren't good um peter sanderson really goes into this a lot in, in his essay where he looks at the numbers and he uh, he talks about the the correlation between the show and the comics of the time and um i mean it's an incredible thought it, it, those books might have been might have been canceled in the mid 60s if it wasn't for that that tv show which dr- drove them through the roof i mean it was great i mean you're talking about um kind of a return to the 40s and and even into the 50s a little bit where everybody was reading comic books it's kind of like how it is now in japan they say that everybody in japan reads comic books or, or manga um which i think is is really incredible um but the other thing is is that everybody who loves the dark knight batman the you know the the angst ridden batman the the uber bat that whole thing everybody who loves that has that show to thank for that in, in my opinion yeah. because that was a indirect response to that show you read any interview with Danny O'Neil and Neil Adams about that time 1969 1970 where they came along two young kids and and said you know we want him to have long ears again and a huge you know freaking cape and 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 operate at night and stuff like that and we want to put the nail in the coffin of camp you know and they they did that, you know. I mean, it, it took a little while, but they they pretty much did that. Uh, imagine if that show had not existed, a couple things could have happened. We might have had the cancellation of Batman Comics and Detective Comics, which is incredible. And if not, if it had plugged along, who knows what it would have become? Because there wouldn't have been something to uh, for O'Neill and Adams to rail against. That's true. You yeah. know. You know, I don't know. Would we have eventually gotten to the point we are now? Could be, but I think it. You know, it, it would have been a completely different playing field. Um, um, so, in, in that sense, it, it really, really, you know, does matter um, in in Batman comics, in, in just in pop culture in general. It matters in so many ways. It's it's not funny in the way in visually. And, you know, with the way it was shot, um, people bought color television sets just to watch that show. Um, you know, what it did for, for shows to be shot in color and to be shown in color and the use of color is amazing. Um, uh The music and what it did to music, um Michael Miller, who writes the essay on music i mean he he says that all the time you all you have to do is just hum a few bars of the Batman theme. everybody knows what you 're talking about you know uh how many other you know songs uh can you can you say that about? So um but those are those are just some major ones. Um if people buy the book and read it, <laughs> they'll discover uh, hopefully many many more reasons. I you know, I'm I'm hoping we we've made our case, here.
0: Who is your favorite villain from the show? Because that's yeah,
1: Favorite that? villain
2: that was a, an an original, not from the comic book, but was oh, created oh, for oh, the oh, series. Oh, oh man, you're going to you're going to do that to me? Okay. <laughs> 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 um Uh, um, Flying in the face of of what most people say, there's actually a few good villains that were created for that show. Um, The amazing thing is, is that some of those villains haven't been translated into comics after 45 years. If I'm not mistaken, the only one that's really made that leap is King Tut, and they had to make him quite a different character. It's basically just the name. You know King Tut, um, uh, that uh, was translated over. But um, I'm I'm not a King Tut fan at all. Don't care for the character, and I'm not a Victor Buono fan. I know a lot of people are. I'm probably going to get a lot of Rotten Tomatoes thrown at me for that one. Um, but um, one of the one of the the uh, TV original villains that I like is the Bookworm, uh, played by Roddy McDowell. Just a a real scenery chewing, uh, Roddy McDowell, and and it's such a shame that for some reason they did not bring that character back. You know, King Tut has how many different episodes? You know, I think he's the original villain that gets the most uh episode. And I think I think Egghead comes in, you know, right right after that. Close, but for yeah. some for some reason Bookworm only got that one episode and, and it's a really fun episode and, and what um Roddy McDowell does with that, he's got some quirks in, in that character um that uh, are really fascinating. Um it, it's a guy that is just utterly obsessed with books and literature and reading and he's got this like photographic memory and all of that, except he himself cannot write. Um, I think Batman actually remarks that he's a he's a frustrated writer himself. You know that maybe that's one of the reasons that you know are things that led him to a life of crime. But um, he's also very petulant. He he freaks out in, in that episode if anybody says anything against him, and it's not just your normal villain gets mad kind of thing. I mean he's he just goes into this. Fit, you know like a, like a little child uh, um, you know where the, the, the his hench people are kind of like whoa you know don't say that to him again um, he's got a really fun costume he they made this like leather costume for him uh, that's that's this thick leather it's funny he actually creaks like an old book. Uh, uh, and he's got the crazy hat that's got the like the light on it and, and everything and the the trick glasses and everything really 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 fun uh, character and uh, I really think that would have been interesting for them to have tried him out somehow you know in, in the in the comics but but they didn't. I was going to say on the on the flip of that which is the, which character villain from the comic book do you
1: think the series got wrong if there were any villains. That the series got wrong.
2: I think so, they could have um, portrayed better. Wow, great question. Um, you know, the show made the Riddler what he is. I mean, let, let, let's start there, if I may. Um, the Riddler is my favorite villain from the series, and he's he's overall my favorite Batman villain. You know, in, in any medium, um, and it's because of that show. Um, Uh, it's another thing that people probably don't really realize. A lot of people don't is that the Riddler only had like three appearances in comics before that show went on the air two actually in the golden age of comics and one um, in around 1964, once the new look uh, kicked off. Um, And we probably have the Riddler right now as considered to be one of the most prominent bat villains because of that show. If that show had never happened we probably wouldn't even have had that character anymore. For some reason, they you know they dug him up and they used him on that, and, and and it's you know every last bit of what that character is today is because of Frank Gorshin. And and I'm I'm getting to I'm getting to your question. I swear to God, um, <laughs> Frank Gorshin is so freaking insane in that show you got to watch him, and you watch his performance. And he could be in a dumb episode with a dumb story and dumb things happen, but he's just really uh, amazing at what he does, his facial expressions, and just the sheer nuts that he is. And the, the funny thing is, is by being that way and by doing that, he puts the Joker to shame. <laughs> I love Cesar Romero. His episodes are fun. But when you stack him up against Frank Gorshin's Riddler, the Joker seems pretty tame. Um, a lot of other people have said that. That you know that, that doesn't come from me. So many people before me, you know, have said the same thing. And Chuck Dixon, in his essay in, in the in Gotham City, fourteen miles, says that same thing. That you know, um, the Joker just isn't as nuts as he probably should be. Um, in that show and and it it gets i think it's the hardest is is in the feature film um, between the first and second seasons of the t v show there was a feature film, and most people are aware of that more so than the than the t v series um, If you get anybody quoting anything or citing anything or you see any photos at all, most times it 's going to be from that feature film it's because um they can use clips from that and photos more easily than the tv series because of the rights issues um but um it's hard because then you've got say there and and frank together on screen at the same time and it's very evident that you would not want to be in the same room with frank gorshin's riddler yeah, you might not. It might not be so bad to be in the same room as you know Cesar Romero's uh, a Joker. You know, you might get out alive. You're probably not going to get out alive if you're in the same room as, as the Riddler. I mean, literally, just the sheer insanity in his eyes, and and this obsession that he has with with Batman is, is just incredible. There's a scene where he, they think that they've killed um, Batman and Robin in the movie with. The, I think it's when they shoot the missiles off and um, that that everybody else is doing their little victory dance, and, and the Riddler is sitting there, like, biting his finger and staring because he, he it's sinking in that maybe after all this time, he's finally gotten rid, uh, you know, uh, uh, of the dynamic duo. It's a really, really cool scene. I, it, you know, Frank Gorshin's insanity is a little quieter than, than uh, the Joker's. So...
0: Uh... As you mentioned earlier, I think a lot of people, or at least my impression is, people don't kind of give the 1960s Batman the kind of respect that it deserves. Uh, what would you say to those people, uh, and, and why should they read this book? Why should they get this book and read it?
2: I I liken this question to um, the kind of the way that people look at Jack Kirby. And no, I'm not comparing this TV series to Jack Kirby. As much as I love this t v series I would never you know presume to say that it is on the same level as as jack kirby who who almost single handedly like created the comic industry <laughs> you know um he you know his his hand is in so much of it that it that it's incredible um but it's that same thing there are people who don't like Jack Kirby's art, and I'm a huge jack kirby fan, huge Jack Kirby fan. But, you know, I've said to people, you don't have to like his art. I totally understand that. There are times where I don't like parts of it either, but mostly I love it. You don't have to, but what you should do is is reflect upon um, what he actually did and then the inspiration that people drew from him and then look at the entire impact on the industry. You cannot deny it. And I've seen people try to do that, and they're basing it more upon the art and everything, and, and his writing. Jack Jack was not a writer, he, you know, fantastic artist, but not that great of a writer. Um, I look at it the same way with, with the Batman TV series. People look at the, um, like, they hear the sound bites, or they see the stills, or whatever. They're only getting, there's these little knee-jerk reactions to the show, Um, and I think a lot of that stems from that people haven't been able to sit down and watch episodes, full episodes, when they want to, maybe a couple of them in order, jump around, watch two Riddler episodes together, watch three Penguin episodes together, really look at Burgess Meredith's performance, that kind of a thing, and that's a shame Um, um, because they're just kind of – uh, spouting the same old thing. Oh, that can't be silly show. I say this. Okay, you know what? It, it was goofy. We all know that. It knew that it was goofy too. But when you look at it in a greater a sense of the wider pop culture in you know, a world, it to me it, it was important, and for those reasons and many more that we had already talked about. Um, I'm hoping that this book, it, it's it's not going to make anybody fall in love with the tv series although that would be great and if that happens please let me know you know because Mm um I, i would you know die happy but um i'm hoping that it's at least going to make a conversation among people comic book fans pop pop culture fans and maybe have them um take another look at it And I think it deserves a second, a third, you know, a fourth look. For too many years, it's just been like a party joke. And there's so much more going on um, there. Um, You know, um, people say, oh, the Adam West Batman, that's not Batman. Well, I set out in my essay to prove that actually it is. Everything that I think should be part of the character he puts into it. You know, I actually came up with a a criteria of what is Batman, what needs to be there for the character to, you know, to be Batman and, and the Adam West Batman hits every one of those points. Um, It's basically, it's, it's like the, the, the window dressing. The core of that show is solid. It's a, you know, solid superhero adventure. The Batman character is absolutely correct. The stuff that goes on around that core it is what everybody sees and, and that's what people remember. Uh, it's a shame that the show is not on, you know, it's never been on VHS, it's never been on DVD, it's never been on Blu-ray. And because of that, all you're getting is those little sound bites, you know. Uh, people can't sit there and, and and really, well, study it, you know. Um, and thank thank goodness for The Hub, uh, this channel that uh, is, is on right now is showing it and showing it in production order, which is really insane. You know, not the air, the way it was aired originally, but in the way that the episodes were produced, um, which is really fun. And, uh, and, you know, some people are taping it, people are watching it, people are talking about it, you know, it it couldn't have hit at a better time, at least for my book. So hopefully my book will get folded into that, you know, that discussion that's going on now and thank thank god for grant morrison because i think he's actually you know uh, uh spurring on some more interest in it um i love it at the end of batman incorporated number one it ends with a cliffhanger that has this <laughs> sort of narration over the end of it that you can hear william dozier's voice i think you know it's this sort of breathless you know you know what has catwoman gotten into this time you know come you know come back next month for yeah you know. That That sort of thing, it's like, oh my god, i I read that, and I'm like, he's doing the Batman show. What is he doing here? This is great. right dot org yeah and th- and that will tell you about it, and you can actually then go and order it at lulu.com. lulu dot com l u l u dot com just go to lulu dot com put in in the search thing, put in Gotham city fourteen miles it comes right up, you can order it right from there um a great site uh, a very reputable uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks it's going to actually be up on Amazon uh, we've turned in all the information to Amazon but they actually it takes a while for a book to go through their system you know and, and get put up on there but it will eventually be up on uh, Amazon and um, we're also on Facebook the book has its very own page which is www.facebook.com slash Gotham City 14 Miles and that's the numeral 1 and 4 and uh, you run it all together and uh, that's a site that I run and um, many of the essayists are also there too Um, and not only do we talk about the book but literally we talk about the show in general, we got a really great photo album going with some, some cool pictures that we dig up, thanks and um you know people can post their reviews uh there and um once you're there there also you'll also see that there's a uh an email address for the book that if someone doesn't want to post a review you know in public that they can uh send it to me you know directly but um it's been getting some um you know some good buzz already some good words um but uh, it's you know still Getting out there, so I'm I'm hoping to get uh, a lot more talk about it. And, and again, you know, we're not we're not asking for praise, we're not asking for pats on the back, but that would be nice. <laughs> but we we're hoping that people come back and 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 say, hey, you know what, I didn't really know that, or oh yeah, that's interesting, you know, or something like that. And you know, that's the kind of thing that we want to hear. Or is there a way that we could have made it better, you know? Or is there something that maybe someone wants to see in a sequel? You know, who knows? I mean, we're not ruling that out. You know, maybe there is, you know, another book of essays about the show um, in our future.
0: Everyone should go to the Facebook page, too, because right now uh, up on the wall, there's a really awesome picture of Batman riding an elephant. And I think that <laughs> if that's not a reason to get you to go, I don't I don't know what it is. So.
2: It's, that's the greatest <laughs> Batman <laughs> 66 picture Ever, um, I think that's we're, the
0: greatest picture ever. Period of any. Yeah, it could
2: it, <laughs> could. it could actually. It could actually be. Um, <laughs> during that time, you know, they had Adam West doing every sort of, you know, yeah. grocery store opening and and everything imaginable. As far as we can all determine, that is from the time of the series. It doesn't look like it's from the some of the really horrible appearances that he made after, like into the seventies when when he was down and out yeah. um because the, the the way the costume looks it looks like it was um you know an appearance during the run of the tv series and uh you know you can only imagine what's going through his mind or the, the time, elephant's you know? mind
0: that's that's what i want <laughs> for, for that
2: matter for, right right but you know he, 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 that's part of the mystique of the show that's part of the wonderfulness of that show you know Batman sitting on the back of an elephant Uh, you (laughs) can't get any better than that really yeah Uh, yeah Uh, you mentioned uh, Adam
1: West's down and out period in the 70s I was curious have you ever seen uh, his appearance on uh, Memphis wrestling talking with Jerry the King Lawler
2: no I don't believe I have Uh, it should be on YouTube uh so okay. if seen it, right?
0: yeah, we'll send I'll send you a link to it, uh Jim. It, you it's... know, every
2: day I, I stumble upon one way or another more amazing, you know, videos and photos that, that I've never seen before. I'm a really a huge fan of publicity photos of yeah. stuff that I really love. And I I think it's cool that after all these years stuff still turns up. Like like Star Wars big Star Wars fan, you know, um, there's still publicity photos from like the original trilogy that turn up every yeah. once in a while and you go, wow, I've never seen that one before. <laughs> it's the same with, with with the Batman show. There's all these really cool things that come out. Um, not too long ago, um, somebody pointed me to uh, an appearance of Adam West on the Milton Berle show at the <laughs> time of the series. And it's great because he actually uh, uh, comes out of the show in costume and in character as Batman, he pulls up in the Batmobile, they're filming this, he pulls up in the Batmobile, at, at, you know, in front of the theater, runs into the theater, comes on stage, he does this little shtick with Milton Burl, and then Milton Burl sends him off, and he comes back as Adam West, you know, in a tuxedo, and then they have him sit down and sing a song. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, it, it's it's just, and it's like this sort of lounge lizard, you know, type, type of song, and, and it's just, what a time, you know. Um that was one of those things where stars get so big that either they or their agent thinks that they can do anything at all, whether or not they actually can. You know, and you know, actually um my my wife's a singer and you know, she listened to him um singing and she said that, you know, actually he I think she said he was in tune. He doesn't have the greatest voice in the world, but he, it sounded like he was actually in tune. And what he was doing was, you know, fairly interesting. Uh, but uh, alas, we, we got no Adam West singing career uh, out of that. <laughs> there was a, a
0: short-lived a, Burt Ward singing uh, career. Oh, have
2: you seen it? Not, not short-lived enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you don't support the Teenage Bill of Rights? Sorry? You don't support the Teenage Bill of Rights? That was one of the songs that
0: he did. It was called "The Teenage Bill of Rights." We've we've oh oh
2: no, I know I know you're you're a Wonder Boy Wonder or whatever. Yeah, is. Yeah. Produced by produced and engineered by Frank Zappa. Yeah. I mean, how wonderful is that? Um, and then there's a song on the flip side that's like orange-colored sky, something yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Um Adam has a really interesting uh, um, song. He put out a single called Miranda.
0: Okay I don't know if
2: I've heard that. Look this up on youtube Th- This is one that that's really interesting and it's actually um he's sort of doing Batman in the song, but he can't actually say Batman <laughs> but um he it's he's singing to a girl named Miranda and he um, he loves her and everything, but she wants him to uh, take his mask off and he keeps coming up with reasons why he can't take his mask off. <laughs> And uh, like, there's like a, a, a sort of Robin stand in that comes in throughout the song and who, who Adam calls boy genius, (laughs) the boy wonder. And, and that, and that character calls him Bruce, but you know, again, they don't, they don't go into it at that. You know, it was funny. He was actually, you know, playing Batman at, at the time on the show, but they couldn't obviously get permission, you know, to actually say Batman, but, um, it's a catchy little song and somebody has taken it in more recent time and they did this really fun video where they took stills from Batman and they sort of did this really crude animation. You, you got to see this thing. And then they put a little bit more, um, almost more of a updated kind of hip hop beat to the, the original track and you gotta watch it, Adam West, Miranda on YouTube, it so, it and the original. Yeah. I think the original version is on there too, so you can kind of compare and contrast them. But for, forget forget Burt Ward. <laughs> yeah, I know. Adam, Adam's much more rewarding as a singer.
0: All right, Andy. Any final questions for uh, Jim? Uh, I'm
2: trying
1: to think. Oh, oh wait. you uh, said you were a big Riddler fan. I know this is going to be weird, Frank Gorshin or John Aston.
2: Oh, absolutely, Frank Gorshin. And and nothing against John Astin. Um, y- you know, I mean, he's always Gomez, Adams in my heart, you know, more, more so than Raul Julia. You know, God rest his soul. But, um, you know, Aston he stepped into you know, a a role that was already set in stone by Frank Gorshin. And it was at a point where Frank Gorshin played it three, four times, however many times it was, and basically just said he didn't want to return. He, you know, he didn't, um, he felt he had done everything with the character. He didn't want to keep repeating himself. He may have wanted more money. You know, there's probably a lot of factors that went into that. So um, they went with John Aston who um who doesn't look as good in the outfit by the way. <laughs> um but John Aston had the benefit of Deanna Lund from Land of the Giants as his mall. So he had that going for him. Um but uh uh Frank came back in the third season. They lured him back, thank goodness. So we do actually have the the last appearance by the Riddler uh, as Frank Gorshin. But but yeah, um he, there's that's that's not even night and day. That's not even apples and oranges. That's just two universes apart right there.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Jim, it was really great talking to you. The book looks Thanks. awesome. I can't wait to read it. Uh, well, we're going to put yeah. all the links up on, on our website and, and on our blog. So everyone can yeah. uh, check it out there. So, uh, yeah, any final, that. any final comments?
2: Um, uh, no, again, just, I, I hope people, um, you know, take, take the plunge you know, uh, read the book, um, let us know what you think about it. You know, there's many different avenues to do that. You can put comments on Lulu. Um, there will be the chance to put comments on uh, Amazon coming up and definitely over at the Facebook uh, page for it. But, uh, but again, we, we want to hear your your comments, you know, uh, about the book and, and more importantly about the show. And whether you want to tell us about, your, you know, when you watched it originally, your first encounter with the show or anything like that, or your thoughts about it now, you know, we don't care. We want to hear it all. Um, we want the conversation to to continue. This is the 45th anniversary uh, of the show, and we're hoping that by the 50th anniversary that the, that the damn thing is out on DVD, yeah, and I'm holding my breath over that but um you know in, in the meantime Gotham City 14 miles is hopefully going to fill you know a little bit of that uh a desire for more things uh, about that show and you know what the greatest thing in the world would be is if this got somebody else to say i want to do a book about it you know or or something similar about another 60 show at that same time and just kind of keep that train uh, uh going you know and if it in a small way it, it can it can help do that. Then, then we will have done our jobs. So, so let us let us know what what you think,
0: Jim. It was it was really great talking to you. Uh,
2: Thank you. Same here.
0: Uh, it's good to have you on the show. And try to stay warm there in Toledo if you. can.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I will try. Um, I, I've got uh, I've got several copies of Gotham City 14 Miles that I guess I could you know burn in the oven or something, you know, if we lose our power. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> it won't come to Give us that. Love. No, yeah, no, hopefully it won't we'll, we'll come to that.
0: Alright, Jim, you take care. We'll talk to you later.
2: The same here, thanks.
0: Alright, that was Jim Beard. He was a really nice guy, a cool guy. Yeah. A wealth of Batman knowledge, really. He yes. kind of puts, puts us to shame. He knows. Geez. I mean, he yes. should be doing this show.
1: He really should. It should be uh, Jim and uh, and I don't know. I don't know anyone else that he knows. It
0: should just be called Jim.
1: That's it. Yeah, movie. he can. He doesn't really even have to talk about Batman all the time. He can just talk about whatever he wants. A,
0: a great guy, though. And really, if anyone out there is, I mean, has any interest at all, I guess if you are listening to this, you have some. Interest. And, and they probably have some. And you yeah. should buy this book because it's. It looks great, and I'm going to buy it. So.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's available at Lulu.com.
0: Yeah, Lulu.com, and also he. We'll put all the links up, so don't worry on our blog and and everything. Yeah. All right, so the future of the show—the next episode—I think we're going to be doing a special episode, and then we'll get right back into the Batman episodes again.
2: Yeah,
1: back into the heart of season three, right?
0: So the special, yeah, the special episode <laughs> uh, is going to be—we're
1: going to we're going we're gonna to look at some uh, issues of uh, World's Finest.
0: Yeah, so you can look forward to that because these are going to be these are going to be really good.
1: <laughs> Just some random issues, really, nothing. Yeah.
0: And we're going to, and from now on, I think we're going to probably do one or about two podcasts a month, maybe one every other week or more. Who knows? Yeah. All right, yeah. You never know. Andy, any closing comments? Uh,
1: it's great to have the show back.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, other than that, I mean, check out our blog, which is at.
0: Steveandandy.blogspot.com.
1: Yeah, and our email address is...
0: It's at gmail.com. And we also are trying this. We don't know how this will work, but if you want to call and leave a, a voice message, our number is 724 565 And that's that's actually 724-Joker68 for, for those interested. So call us and leave us a message. I might even answer. So yeah, you? Right, yeah,
1: Steve might answer. So you can just call I hope him. he does.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I might, who knows? Just leave us a message, leave us any comments or criticism Bad, good or bad Whatever on our iTunes On the iTunes uh, reviews so, We don't care, you can say whatever you want
1: yeah, no, it, doesn't even have, it doesn't even have to be about the show You can just say whatever you want
0: <laughs> Send us an email, say whatever you want Get whatever. You, if, you can be about Madman for all I care If you have anything on your mind uh, And you need any advice Send us an email, we, we can give you advice
1: Yeah, we'll give advice If you want us to meet someone other than Batman every once in a while yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted us to meet Easter Bunny we can meet we'll try to meet whoever you want yeah,
0: we'll try we are here for you that's, that's our point yes alright Andy it was good talking to you
1: yeah it was great talking to you Steve
0: I will see you sometime next week alright talk to you later